0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. At that very time, there were some present who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down why should it be wasting the soil he replied sir let it alone for one more year until i dig around it and put manure on it if it bears fruit next year well and good but if not you can cut it down the gospel of the lord praise to you lord christ please be seated We will all die one day. We were reminded of that at the beginning of this Lent on Ash Wednesday. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Today's gospel reminds us that we do not get to choose either the time or the manner of our death. Death comes to us on its own terms, just like life. But whether we die as obdurate sinners who squander their divine inheritance or as lovers of all who have persistently turned back to God is up to us to decide. We have free will and can go down either path. In the end, as the Apostle Paul says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all dependent on the mercy of God, which thankfully is infinite and ever flowing. In the meantime, we are living and exercising our free will as we can. As we go about the business of living, suffering is not optional. Suffering is structural to being alive. All of us, at some point or another, in some shape or form, have or will suffer. But we do not suffer because we are worse than others. In today's gospel, Jesus imparts that great suffering and catastrophic death are no indication of God's judgment of our lives. Terrible things do happen to good people. We are to refrain from wondering if people's suffering is deserved. In the gospel according to Luke, Jesus confronts those who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Judgment is not up to us. It is God's prerogative. And the God we heard of yesterday in the parable of the prodigal son is immensely merciful and loving. Yes, God is a keen judge of character and spirit. As the letter to the Hebrews says, indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. But luckily, we are saved, not by our meritorious works, but by God's grace and fleshed in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. As the Apostle Paul says, they are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now let's look at how the parable of the barren fig tree fits with Jesus' teaching in the first half of today's lecture. I see the parable of the fig tree as illustrating the dance within God between God's ability to judge and God's ability to show mercy. One way to look at this parable makes the owner, God the judge of all, and makes the vine dresser, the gardener, God's the advocate. The owner has a fig tree planted in his vineyard. In the next three years, he comes each year and checks on the tree seeking fruit, precociously as it turns out. A fig tree would be somewhat out of place in a vineyard. It uses a lot of root space and casts a large shadow where the vines would be unable to bear fruit themselves. Maybe the owner wanted a shady place for the vineyard workers to rest from time to time. That would be a lavish investment in workers' comfort. But still, he would want the tree to pay for its place by bearing fruit as well as providing shade. Also in Jewish tradition, a fig tree would not have been expected to bear edible fruit for about three years after its planting, or a vineyard owner is somewhat overeager for results. The gardener, the vine dresser, can be seen as Jesus. The fig tree was a common symbol for Israel and may also have that meaning here. You can also choose to see the fig tree as a Gentile planted amidst the vines of Israel. But I will choose to see the tree in the parable as a person, Jew or Gentile, who has heard and believed the gospel of Christ. In any case, the parable reflects Jesus offering a chance for repentance and forgiveness of sin showing his grace towards his believers. The gardener knows the fig tree, understands the fig tree, and wants to give the fig tree its best chance to produce edible fruit. Some see the three years of growth of the fig tree as referring to the period of Jesus' ministry. I see it as the period it took for a fig tree to bear fruit or, metaphorically, as the period of maturation for a new believers faith to bear fruit. The fig tree was given the opportunity to be in the vineyard where it otherwise should not have been and was also given the needed time to bear fruit. The owner somewhat impatiently, or is it eagerly, wants to see results. The vine dresser who is Jesus, does not see the current absence of fruit as a fatal flaw. Rather than giving in to, impatient, to the impatience of the owner, the gardener advocates for the fig tree. He offers to cultivate the fig tree further in the hope that it will produce fruit. As with the barren fig tree, so with us. We are given a space in God's garden, even though we take up a lot of space and cast a long shadow. (laughs) God is eager to see us bear fruit. God yearns for us to turn to God and bear fruit. And God is also understanding of our needs for time and nurture to be in right relationship with God and all. Jesus, in his humanity, empathizes with our frailty and advocates for judgment to be withheld or to be given with great mercy. And the divine scale between judgment and mercy tilts towards mercy. Thanks be to God. Still out of awe and love for such a merciful God, We should all bear the burdens of life, help our fellow humans to bear theirs, and turn to God again and again and again. We don't want to die separated from God by an ill-advised exercise of our God-given free will. Suffering happens in this life, but God is with us through all of it. God nurtures us with love and mercy no matter what happens in our lives. Let us return that love as lavishly as God provides it. Amen.